Deer Trucking Awesome. What do you think of when someone says tough? Honestly, I think of a Toyota truck. Tundra's one mean mother of a truck with a twin turbo V6, an incredible going power, and the Tacoma claws through terrain with a taller suspension and lots of creature comforts in the cockpit. Both Toyota trucks are decked out with tons of cool features and tech you'll dig. Check them out at toyota.com, folks. Visit your front range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In, it was a seam route that went over the linebacker. So it was a linebacker, linebacker standing on up. the line of scrimmage. Oh, yeah, that, that was a they, second they were that sucked up. That was for 15. Okay. So all right, he, all had, right, all right. he had one pass for 30 yards, yep. and then he had one pass for 15, and you want to crown him king. No, I'm saying they won the day. I don't know. Also, I thought protection was good for the most part. Henry, you've been kind of quiet. Protection was better. Protection was better. Again, like, I don't Did think... Did you the... say Jonas Griffith had a sack? No, he had a pressure. I was saying he was in his face. And th- th- what? This there didn't make any big plays, though. I mean... Uh, Here's a, a bunch of five-yard games. Russ had one good play. I'm not calling it a 15-yard completion. An incredible game-changing play. Russ, West Russ had one really good play, See, I think and then everything else he was 15, something that was, Teddy Bridgewater does. I don't think he was going it's, that it's five, ten yards. Well, this will be a fun one. <laughs> oh, baby, I can't wait. <laughs> they missed it. That was like the middle portion. Like there was plenty of debate after. There was plenty before. It got our, heated. Our friend Michael Spencer and Romy Bean walked by, and they thought we were like <laughs> recording a show. Yeah, <laughs> we were just going at it. Like, uh, no, just a fight. Yeah, just, a, just a, this is, I was like, this is how we talk. Yeah. Um, but typically, it's we're so passionately on mm-hmm. the same page, mm-hmm. which I, I like these shows when we're not. What I love about this is we have different, literally different perspectives. You know, yeah. I'm on the hill, you guys are uh, on the field, and it just gives you two different looks at the way it is. Mm-hmm. And one thing I have to say I really love about being up there on the hill is I'm just alone. So like no one can cloud my view of anything like because when you're down there, you're talking to people and they're like, did you see this or did you see that? You know, and you're like, oh, I missed that. And you start getting thoughts in your mind. Me, I'm just up there. Me and my notepad. <laughs> With $3,000. So what Ryan's trying to do is skew the viewers right now <laughs> being like, I have the perfect uh-huh. notes and I have a challenge for the viewers. I already know what our pod poll is going to be. It's going to be, uh, who do you think won the day based on this conversation? The <laughs> offense or the defense? And I want people in the YouTube chat to chime in, but not until the third segment. When we're done with this, we're each going to make our case. Uh, and uh, I think we've, we've uh, already debated our case off air for a while. And I think there's going to be good cases for both. It's going to be interesting. Just a reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are the DNVR Broncos podcast. We're here with you guys every single day at 3 o'clock after training camp, giving you the breakdown. Uh, and this should be a fun one. So I guess, like always, we should start here, which will frame the conversation well. Which is, do we have another graphic? I think we have a graphic for this. A little, what did Russ cook up today? I'm going to go last. Okay, um, Henry, you uh, go first. Uh, I'll give him like a, a good pork chop 
with a side of like some garlic butter mashed potatoes. Ooh. Yeah, maybe even another side. I might throw another side in there. Is like, Henry uh, just gonna go a piece of meat every time? I it's mean, just so easy. Henry doesn't chops. know dishes. <laughs> I know it's like I've heard people eat like meat. <laughs> I just go to Arby's. I'm not the biggest Subway. fan of pork chops. Yeah, I think some people aren't. And I think that you could look at what Russell Wilson did today with all the, the check downs and not too many big plays and say like, okay, yeah, there's a piece of meat there. There was a stretch where he was not missing. You can't, you can't deny that. This is a solid, hearty meal he gave us. But, I mean, there was really no flash. Okay. And yesterday, Hank, it was, it was a T-bone? With, with no sides. T-bone with no sides. See, medium, seasoned. medium well, maybe just well. I'd rather have that than a uh, a pork chop with garlic no butter mashed potatoes. What the things are on exactly. top because you got to eat the 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 pork chop though. You don't what just I would get be to doing garlic is garlic butter with the mat with the mash. I'd be cutting off little chunks of the pork chop, dipping it in the mashed potatoes. Ooh. Yeah, mm. these that's how you want to do it with this plate too. Trust me, with these mashed potatoes. <laughs> well, Henry, I, I kind of like where you're going and. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to get into the Russ, Russometer, which shows kind of the complexities and maybe how it's similar to yesterday, different. Uh, I'm going, it was uh, it was a hot dog, and I, I, I like hot dogs. No, that, that's a compliment. Oh, I, okay. I, I like hot dogs, but when... Single when, worst <laughs> type of meat you can get. I, I thought about bratwurst, but I was like, mm, I want to... You know what? I'll go bratwurst. I'll, really? I'll go uh, bratwurst. Dude. I like hot dogs better. Um, I like you are a child, butter. yeah. That <laughs> snap you get when you bite into like a perfectly cooked brat. If it's just... too hot inside, though, it can hurt. Yeah, you got to do can. it right. You just don't know. It just explodes. There's this place down the street that I've yet to go to, which is a huge L on my part, called Steve's Snapping Dogs. And it just makes me want one so bad because I'm like, ah, oh, I know exactly why it's called Snapping Dogs. I was thinking the fish, like a snapper. Oh. Not only is it going to snap, but it's going to explode all in your face. So mm. it's going to well, not like that. It's I'm just glad be, you didn't say mouth. It's gonna be really Maybe hot tomorrow everywhere. It'll be like that. Um, but I'm going bratwurst because uh, because what Russ was really solid. When, when you have a bratwurst, you'll take it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can do better. You know, you can do a steak. You can do a nice fish. Uh, you can add some baked beans, coleslaw, really make it a full meal. Russ was good today. Russ was good. And, and when I have a bratwurst, I'm like, man, that was good. All right. All right. I'm going chicken parm. <laughs> oh, Whoa. you're saying he was Peyton Manning? Chicken parm, <laughs> which is like not the best meal you could ever have, but you would request it. And if you oh, see yeah. it on a menu, you would order it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about what Russ did today. Like, if you could sign me up for that, I'm taking it. Now, yes, would you like to see more down the field? Of course. I just don't know how much they're working on that at this point. Um, You start off the day with that beautiful, beautiful pass to Jerry Judy on the over route, which I was telling Henry before the show, I'm just going to start calling it the Judy route, which is funny because you think of Jerry Judy and you think quick, shifty, short routes, but he's so good at the bend that you kind of have to have to run that route, right? You go out and you're just bending it off over across behind the linebackers, under the safeties. And Russ couldn't have thrown a better ball. Put it right where he needed to. You know, we said somewhere between 25 and 30 yards. Um, that's the weird part about this is you never know if you break it and, you know, you get to keep going. Judy obviously great with the ball in his hands. But that was just like maybe that was such a great appetizer mm-hmm. that I was just like – here we go, yep. you know, and it definitely didn't live up to that height, the rest of it. But here's why, here's where I think I got so high on rust today was accuracy. I am blown away 
by his ability to put the ball where he wants to mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And you guys can correct me if, if I'm wrong here, but I was thinking back through his throws. I don't think there's a throw where he had time that wasn't exactly where he wanted to throw it. One. Which one? What well, one that I can think of. It was the deep ball to uh, to Jerry Judy yeah, yeah. that Justin Simmons got to. It was a great play by Justin. I'm not trying to take mm-hmm. anything away from Justin, uh, but I, I do think Jerry had half a step on, on him. So if yeah. it was put in the exact right spot, which is a very difficult pass. But I'm right. also talking about the pass that was the most difficult yep. for him to make. So I, I am, uh, you know, picking some pieces out there. No, you're right. That's the one that he probably could have gotten it out five yards further and would have given Jerry mm-hmm. a better chance to haul it in. Still would have been a tough catch. Yep. Um, great coverage by Kareem and Justin. And you're, Hank said it, Justin makes it look so easy. And He's yeah. like a great center fielder that you just see, like, there's one in the gap and he just strides over and catches it quick you know tosses it in the crowd and jogs back in it's so, so henry we really want to hear you talk but uh we're gonna just oh, interrupt you this again. <laughs> oh my I'm, goodness i'm just kidding go henry um well, i want to add some comments oh <laughs> that one got me that one really got me but yeah i mean it's this weird play it, the thing about training camp is you don't get to watch replays so you don't get to be like oh where did justin simmons come from but when you see kareem jackson is covering jerry on the sideline and then Simmons is coming over to make the play. Like there is no world in which it's just Simmons do whatever you want. Simmons, you're on this half of the field with Kareem underneath. Like that's just not a thing that happens. Justin just ran out of nowhere. Yeah. Like somehow he got in there and made that play. Again, it looks so easy. Like it, it seems like when guys try to break balls up, they're like bumbling and trying to turn around and find it. And half the time they is with, he just throws an arm up there, bats it away. Like it's no big deal. It's the, that's a play that's going to stick with me. I actually thought he could have picked it. Oh. <laughs> uh, which would have changed things. Um, it because would've. I was telling you guys, if the defense had one pick, I would feel different about the way they were. But Russ also, this doesn't affect who won the day or what. Maybe it does affect what he cooked. You guys can tell me. Did you guys watch when he was throwing on the nets? No. I did not. No. I am I'm mesmerized by this. Just boom. Accurate, <laughs> accurate, So they have accurate. one net on one side, one net on the other side, and a guy in the middle. Um and their the nets were 15 yards. I had to double check because I was like, he's making this look so easy. Or is that 10 or 15? It was 15 <laughs> yards. And so he, you go and you know you chop your feet and they give you a, they'll say red, blue, or orange. Orange mm-hmm. was the guy in the middle, so then you just throw it to him. But Russ, at one point, hit six in a row in the nets, and I'm just like, he, you know, you've heard of like a like an air bender. Mm-hmm. He's like a ball. He's a football <laughs> bender. Yeah. Like he just puts it. He just controls the ball wherever he wants and. So to me, like that's I think that's what just got me fired up is I just kept being like, Wow, wow, wow. Every single one of these throws is hitting his guy in stride. Even the short five to ten yards out, five to ten yard outs are just like those guys turn and it's on their hands. Um there was another one to Cortland, which was like a really great anticipatory throw. He threw it before Cortland was open at all, and he knew he's coming back to the ball at one point. And it's just like Cortland's going completely covered, completely covered. Russ lets it go, and by the time Court turns around, boom, right there. And that was one of my biggest takeaways from yesterday before uh, team period started was just the anticipation that Russ throws with is something that we have not seen uh, in since Peyton Manning was here. And that's what the really separates Good quarterbacks from great quarterbacks. That's one of the components, and Russ certainly has that. But, Ryan, I think I know what happened. You watched the teaser of a movie, and it was great. They put together such a good teaser. So you're going into this thinking, this is going to be amazing. I didn't watch the teaser. You uh, 
All right, you watch the movie and you're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Oh, that one, that one joke, yep. that was so funny. It's even more funny now. And so you were just, the, the foreplay worked on you a little more. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh-huh. Nothing was, wrong with got that. Got me going. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's also just the, all the bad throws we've seen over the years in it's these real. training camps. Uh, and just seeing a guy feel like he's in total control of the ball, which like, seems weird to talk about i don't think i've ever talked about it before he just looks like he knows exactly what he wants to do with it and he just does it and that gets me fired up even you know at the end of practice when they're just like working on these little five yard touchdown drills essentially he's just telling these receivers like they're they put a defender in the middle like that's a linebacker and he's saying like all right go and just bump into the linebacker and then just turn and go low you know what i mean like because there's just no way anyone else can get to this ball and it's a five-yard throw, but just one after another after another, they, they go, they hit the guy, they turn down, and the ball's like two feet off the ground. Only they can get it, and they're ready for it. And um, I'm just imagining these plays in, the, in real life and just how this – how they're going to move the ball. Exactly. And it's not even just the throws to me. Like there's some of the throws, even like when we were down there watching him just like the bootleg things where he rolls out and you're just like, wow, that form. But everything he does, it just – you could cut him out of that situation and just put him on the field in like a Sunday night football game or the Super Bowl or something. You're just like, yes, that is what that looks like right there. Like when he turns around to like tell the running back that they're flipping something or making some tweak, you're like, it's it's even just like the angle that he bends over and the way he taps his helmet. You're just like, that is an NFL quarterback doing like the thing, the exact way that that thing is supposed to be done. Like from the footwork to the throws, all of that, it does just, you see it and you're just like, yep. Broncos and, are just fine there. And that was one of the reasons why I said chicken parm. Because it kind like the quick little short stuff that you weren't blown away by just reminded me of like the way that Peyton Manning used to move the ball down the field. Like just dice you up, dice you up, dice you up, and then wait for, you know, you you come a little too far forward mm-hmm. and then, you know, DT's behind the defense or whatever. You didn't get that today though. And that's why it's not like because when I when I fir- when I saw that first play, I was like, "Oh, baby, yeah. I better start thinking about what the best meal you could ever have is." Cause <laughs> that's what it could be. It didn't end up being that. We're gonna have one of those. I'm sure it We're will. Have a couple. Oh, yeah. Um, and this I think segues nicely into our conversation about who won the day, offense or defense. And for me, wait, I think this is a long conversation. Okay. Because you can't you can't lose a DraftKings sports book right. this weekend mm-hmm. when you bet on UFC two seventy seven literally. Win or lose on your bet, you win $100 in free bets. What am I talking about? You bet on any fighter in UFC 277, place $5 bet, you get $100 in free bets right away. doesn't matter if they win or lose. And you can use that money on UFC 277, or you can use it on NFL football, which is coming up. And guys, every day we get closer, the more excited I get. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus plus $100 free in your account when you bet on UFC 277. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. What are you guys laughing about? Who's going to go next? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, look over. He's looking at me. This turns into a stare down. Yeah, this is kind of, uh, it, it reminds me of like being in the wild. You know, and showing who's dominant here. <laughs> wow. Well, in that case, Breckenridge Brewery. <laughs> no, I think you got that backwards. <laughs> uh, check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. It's Thursday. Is that right? 
Yes, Come which on. is so difficult. So- oh my gosh, we're on Wednesday reads. We're doing a pod this Saturday. Yeah, it's it's confusing. Um, but all I know is that tomorrow is Friday, which means it's a Breck Brew Friday, which means it's time for all of us to go get some Palisade Peach Light. Yes. Try it out. Come back with a review. Um, I cannot wait to have it. But there's so many other great things over at Breck Brew. Haven't talked in a while about Good Company Hard Seltzers. Um, but I've just like fully become a seltzer guy. Like I embrace that yep. about myself now. Um, I would prefer a seltzer. Like it's just refreshing, cold, crisp, everything you look for in a drink and happens to get you buzzed as well. So check out our friends over at uh, Breckenridge Brewery. Also become a member at DNVR. Uh, it's a cool thing. You can't sign up for the golf tournament anymore because uh, it's filled out. But we, we actually oversold it. Oh, I really? Love it. Yeah. How does that work? You got to vote yeah. somebody out? I figured it out. Huh. No, no one needed to be voted out. I feel like we should vote somebody out. <laughs> I would be down for a survive. Why don't we do a derby? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, you've told. How many times have you asked me in the last? Ever since he was in a derby three weeks ago, it's been. Have you ever heard of a derby? Have you ever heard of a derby? We should that have a derby. Was, I did that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, sure. We should. We should get all 132 players out there <laughs> on one wow. hole for a derby. The last 124 standing get to stay. How much? So. If you were to do a 132-man derby, how many holes do you think it would take to decide the winner? I would say probably over 18. Because the way oh. that it works, remember, is that everybody tees off on the first hole, best score moves on. No, no, no. And ties. Right. You just can't have... It, usually, you cut it down. So you could actually decide. You could say okay. best 60 scores today. So I guess you could determine it. Oh, there's our little derby expert. But uh, you should become <laughs> a member of DMVR because there's all sorts of different specials. We're going to have some more. It sounds like, uh, who knows, coming to the DMVR bar uh, for members. Yep. Uh, whether it's big beers and small beers and whatever. Who knows? Cool stuff. And yeah, you our get new to- special. You get a small beer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for Zach. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I can drink more. It's true. Zach's That's how that dude, works. I drink 12 beers. He has a little shot glass. We've got a bunch of stories up. Zach's been writing the camp notes. Ryan had a column before camp. I had a Russell Wilson thing last night. All of an Eric Sauerbert thing up tonight. All sorts of stuff at thedmvr.com. So become a member so you can read it. Just Saubert. Saubert? Yeah. Saubert? Saubert? I don't think there's an R in there before the one in Sauerbert? Yeah. A little Mm. sour there? There's been no sour. You're thinking too much Todd Sauerbrunn. (laughs) It's Uh, true. Would you trade Saubert for Sauerbrunn? No, because he's been the best tight end in camp so far. He has. Mm, he has. Yeah, there's, there's for sure. no doubt about that. I, I totally agree. But we, 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 I did not help my argument for the pod poll <laughs> uh, during the first segment because we talked about all the good things that Russ did. But let, can, can I just go through a quick rundown? And you guys can correct me of just mm-hmm. kind of how practice unfolded. Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, so very first play, we've talked about that great play, 30 yard completion to Jerry Judy. Then. Russell had four straight completions. Mm-hmm. He went Cortland, Tim, Cortland, Tim. They were for five yards, five yards, seven yards, five yards. So all short, all completions, all where they needed to be. All yardages are subject to change. Uh, no, no. <laughs> they, they were all under 10 yards. Uh, this and, is the one where I truly do have the advantage on you guys because I can see the lines. It was also very close to us. I, it's very close. They were throwing to the left side the of the advantage. field. <laughs> I can see the lines. I can see, see the line. line. can't see the lines from field view. Oh, yes, you can. And then he had an incompletion where there was pressure up the middle. Yep. I think that was Jonas Griffith it was. there. Uh, I think Benito, too. Then, but mostly Griffith. Russ tried to go deep, and that was the Justin Simmons pass breakup that we've talked about. Uh, really good play by Justin. Could have been a perfect ball from Russ. It wasn't a perfect ball, but not a bad ball. Um, then he hit Saubert uh, on a 15-yard seam route. 
uh, which was good. By the way, though, did you guys see the Broncos tweeted it? No. And they uh, said touchdown, and uh, I watched it. No, 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 no. (laughs) Everyone go to Broncos Twitter and look at this. P.J. Locke would have exploded Eric Salbert, (laughs) and the Broncos are out here saying it's a touchdown. It was... uh, Disgraceful. Anyway, so they probably happened. just do whatever Russ tells them to do. It's very true. So that was a completion, though, a 15-yarder, the only other pass outside of the first one that Why? went for more than 10 Why yards. Why is the Broncos account so hard to search on Twitter? Isn't that weird? Uh, did, our account pops up when I search Broncos. Ours pops up. I before even that, just typed which, in at Broncos, which and is it's great. Not the first thing that comes wow, up. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, then a Judy screen, and then here's where, in my opinion, Judy had a sick move on that screen. Wouldn't yes, have he did. Done much, but no, he did. No, he did. He, <laughs> Shook a he, dude. he did. Uh, now, here's in my opinion. It, it, up until then, there was one really good play by the defense. Otherwise, the defense was really keeping the offense in check, but the offense was being efficient. But here's where it switched. The final drill of practice. Well, Ryan's watching it right now. He they didn't been, show the beginning of the play. He would. He would have been killed. Kale, do you mind pulling that up uh, for our listeners when we're talking about it? He definitely would have been. Uh, I mean, he would have been have, down. I don't know if he would have been killed, but he probably like eighty percent chance of being tackled. PJ, yeah. oh no, hundred percent chance. Of being no, tackled. there's no hundred percent chance of anything. PJ Locke had uh, it, it had that like when you're about to hit someone so hard and you pull up and you know it. You know he had that know. little uh, that pep in his step. Sarbert threw that little yeah, tiny stiff arm in there. there. Yeah, yeah he, like that's he, not doing it. Kale, I think you missed it. it should have been uh, it should have been one of the most recent things. Um, Two hours just, ago. Just look for the oh, thing. There, were, there it was. Yeah. No, that no, that's not it. That's no, that's not there. it either. But save that one for later. Okay, never mind. We, we, there it is. There. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's the. Here we go. Um, as it starts over. Salbert leading the league in, uh, or leading the team in sellies. And dunks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, it's it's, it's okay, it's okay. Um, Kale, would you pull up the uh, w- w- when I'm about to talk about it the uh, uh, Pat Sertan pass breakup because mm-hmm. in this to end practice typically it's a move the ball period. It's there's something and it's the most important part of practice. And so what it was was the first team defense and offense had two different scenarios. The first one was it was a third and seven. And the offense had two plays to get a first down. Russell Wilson drops back, gets a two-yard completion to Jerry Judy. Next play, he hits Jerry Judy again on nearly the exact same slant for four yards. They come up one yard short. The, all the offense was celebrating. I don't know about that. They, they, uh, I think they play, they, when they placed the ball, it was like one yard short. Interesting. All I know that that's what I thought I saw. I, that that's one of those things where you can't really see. This. All I know is Jerry got up and gave okay. the first okay. down. Okay, okay. So then they did it again, and it this time it was third and seven, but they only had one play. Yep. To do this, and this was the play, uh, Kale. If we if we can pull it up, so third and seven. Uh, Russell Wilson drops back. He knows where he's going with the ball the whole time. Goes up to Cortland Sutton. Both Cortland and Pat Sertan high point the ball. Cortland gets his hands on it, and then Pat Sertan swats it away, and then practice is over on that one. And Pat Sertan talked about it after practice and said that was it. Whoever won that one was uh, was coming out on top, and I knew I had to make a play. Hell of a play by Pat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell of a throw, Court, too. Court mistimed his jump. 
Oh, you think so? Yep, he cost he cost the offense the day. Did he go up too early and yep. he was on his way down and that helped Pat get it? Yep, exactly. Would you say cost the offense the day? Appar- oh. Ac- <laughs> oh. According to what you're talking <laughs> Click about. Click that, Kale. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. watch it one more time. Mm-hmm. He's on his way down when right. he gets it. Yep. And that's yep. what allows just Pat barely, to get his hand yep. up in there. Yep. If he just waited another half second to jump, he high points that. And uh, there you go. And Court, Court knew right after he was pissed himself, but then also dabbed Pat up. Because it, it was a great play. It was. And it would have been an incredibly difficult catch with that coverage on him as well. I just wonder if like these are, like these if this is one of those things where Hackett in the headset is telling Russ, like, test, test Pat here. Because I'm pretty sure up to this point... Pat Sertan had not gotten a ball thrown his way the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let's see the match. Like, give me the matchup. Yeah. Court versus Pat. Totally. And, and that's the way that should go. If yes. that's a play that decides practice, like Russell Wilson has to at least be thinking, like, how should this go down? Cortland Sutton versus Pat Sertan on the sideline. Because, like, in my eyes, on the with the with the game on the line, I'm going nowhere near Pat Sertan. I, I completely agree. And that reminds me of the Salbert 15-yarder. It was a good throw, good completion. Would have been in completion. He just would have been tackled right then. On the left side of the line, you had Javante Williams on Pat Sertan. And I thought, okay, there's no chance that this ball is going Javante's way. But then right next to him, you had Cortland Sutton on Jonas Griffith. And I thought, oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, that is juicy. Yeah. And so I was disappointed that Russ looked the other way, but it still turned was into Kareem a Kareem, or was the defender over the top of him there? Um, like, the or safety? the safety over the top not of directly Jonas? Over, wow. No. It's not a good matchup. But... I would be panicking in Madden. <laughs> I was panicking for Jonas, but uh, Ryan, you noticed it today. Uh, Jonas having another really good day. Yeah. That got me excited. Yep. He had a three-play stretch all in a row of pressure in the face of Russ. Very next play, he makes a great run stop um, on a cutback. So, you know, the, the running back's trying to come back the other way, and he just stops in his tracks, reaches back. Definitely would have made the tackle. Um, well, nothing's definite, but he very likely <laughs> could have made the tackle. Um, and then uh, the very next play, like, they ran one, and he just shot the gap, yep. popped right into it. And I was just like, whew. If Jonas Griffith, remember, this is like a 9-8 RAS guy. So it's not like he's just some guy. He is an elite athlete who is learning the linebacker position in the NFL. And if it clicks for him, he has a chance to be a freak. Just a beast. He does. He does. And he's also extremely raw. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played one year of football in high school. And then that's why he went to a very small school, still learning the game in college. And he was drafted by the 49ers because of his athletic ability to be a special teams guy. And when the Broncos traded for him last year, they traded for him to be a special teams guy. And yep. then they, he got on the field for defense, and they're like, oh, shit. This, thank, guy, this yeah. guy can play. So He's only can, 25. We can maybe thank Tom McMahon for sucking, for mm-hmm. George Payton having to get him help. Wow. For Jonas Griffith, maybe eventually becoming a star. So we're calling Jonas Griffin a product of Tom McMahon. Yes. Yeah, wow. I love it. I He's absolutely love it. He's off the Tom it. McMahon tree. On Jonas Griffith, how big is Randy Gregory? You both have seen him in person. He's a big dude. Big boy. He's a he, big dude. He is big boy. <laughs> he, Jonas Griffith, was walking off the field, and when they walk off the field, they take their pads and their jersey off. So I just saw him without his pads or jersey going into the locker room or like right in front of, yeah, I guess right going into the locker room. And I 100% thought it was Randy Gregory because of how freaking big 
Jonas Griffith mm-hmm. is, and then you add in the athletic abilities on top of that, this guy can absolutely be a big-time player. I had a chance to talk with him right around that same time, and I thought the exact same thing. Like, I just looked that man in the face and was like, oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. this is... Like, Josie Jewell had been walking around, too. And again, like, big dude, big linebacker dude, but not like Jonas Griffith. Like, that's just crazy. He's obviously really excited. He's never been in a situation like this before. Like, he's he's fired up that he gets to be the starter in camp. He says, you know, it's not like... He, he's not taking it for granted, but he's having fun. And just like he says, like, being out there with Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan and all them. Like, that's got to be pretty cool after being a special teamer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's coming from Illinois State, I believe, <laughs> uh, is where he was from. Really? Illinois State is a good little pipeline to uh, to Denver going. I, I think so. Okay. We'll Who's the other? Double. Shelby Harris. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, yep. Wow. Katie Wingy. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, so, anyways, if Jonas Griffith is good, and I just mean good, he has great in him. If he's just good this year to very good, it just, to me, it completely alters the trajectory of the defense and could legitimately be the difference between, you know, a very good defense over the last few years and all of a sudden a great defense. What college did I say he went to? Illinois State. <sighs> Indiana State. Oh, yeah, I know it's Larry Bird. Like that. Okay, wow. there we go. He is uh, a real Larry Bird. But, Ryan, to your point, I think that that's a really good point um because he would be sycamores he would be very good sycamores interesting he'd be very uh-huh. good in the in both aspects of the game yep and like the defensive line is going to be good or better the secondary is going to be good or better the one question mark is Secondary's that middle level be great or better i would say i think so too you still have like that cornerback too i mean cream is 34 but yeah i mean they they should be Ojemudia hype taking a little hit early here. I, I I wouldn't say like either of these. Again, we're talking about a two-day sample mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't popped out to me, exactly. and Ron Darby has. And yes. I, I, I'm going to say for right now, that's just because of the way Ron Darby's playing. Uh, he just hasn't allowed Ojemudia to get on the field yet. But when OJ's been want. on the field this year, he's been really good. So I'm not going to ding him yet, but you're right. In terms of Ojemudia being a starter, no, that's, that's washed away. Yep. yep. And the other piece, you were talking about those four throws in a row. You know, the the first two of them, I think, were just little slot outs. That's Cortland Sutton against Kwan Williams, and he gets that. And then on the exact same play with the outside guys kind of clearing out, the next play, Tim Patrick does the same thing and catches that same ball. So, that, I mean, I wasn't totally tuned into Kwan Williams all day, but back-to-back, not so great plays there. Well, and the thing with Russ and that accuracy is – you can just do things that other quarterbacks are afraid to do. You know, it's not it's not that Drew Locke can't make that throw to Jerry Judy or Teddy Bridgewater can't make that throw to Jerry Judy. They can. It's are they confident enough? Because it wasn't bad coverage. I don't who was in coverage on, on those ones on the first Jerry. Uh, that was Sertan. It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Make that explains why it was such good coverage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of quarterbacks glance at that and just say like it's that's too close. And, and Russ was just like, no, he's got a half a step. That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. And just dotted him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, little things like that or even those slot outs. She was like, you have – throwing an out route is scary in the NFL because it's a number one route that ends in a pick six, right? If you throw mm-hmm. it a little bit behind the spot, it's really easy for the defender to jump it. There's no one in between them in the end zone. My Madden can attest for that. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, not, not my defense. I rarely <laughs> throw them unless it's just obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just throw that if you're Russ because you just have no fear that it's going to get jumped. 
Yeah. You, you just the velocity and the, the accuracy combined. And it, and it just opens up so much for a play caller to just be like, oh, uh, if they're playing that coverage, we'll just run the slot out with, with Tim or Court and we're second and five and you just move on, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. Okay, can we give some closing arguments to this? By the way, you aren't making the case that the defense won. Um, yes, I am. I'm about, I'm about to right now. Uh, no, I said The whole it, time you've been saying it was a push. <sighs> yeah, but when <laughs> and and here's here's why here's why the defense won. Because if the offense plays like that, specifically the passing game, and the reason we're not talking about the running backs uh in detail much is because pads aren't on. Pads come on, I believe, next yep. Monday is the first practice with pads, or or maybe even Tuesday. So we'll talk about them then more in depth but so the passing game if they play like that and russell wilson plays like that the broncos are going to win games there's no question about it. russ was definitely good enough he was a bratwurst that's good enough that will make <laughs> you feel good going to bed at night but if the defense plays the way they did you are winning 90 percent of your games because all they did was give mm. up one big pass and that pass was 30 yards and then another one for 15 15-yard pass is going to happen all the time. And who do but they give the, that pass up to? Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Right. I thought you were going to say Eric Salbert. Like, okay, that doesn't really help my argument here. Um, but then everything else was was kept uh, close. Also, uh, I don't think I mentioned Ron Darby. Right after the big first play, Ron Darby was all over Cortland Sutton, forced uh, Russell Wilson to throw it, throw it away and out of bounds. Uh, but if the defense plays that way, that's going to be elite play, which I think they're capable of. Man, I I just disagree so much. Uh, I didn't see elite in any fast in any stretch by any stretch of the word. You don't uh, watch that Pats or Tam play when it when it mattered the most. That I mean, in a vacuum, that is an elite play by an elite player. Um, but uh, o- over the course of the day, what I saw was just like standard, standard from the defense and good from the offense, and that's why I was giving it to the offense. That's Simmons play too, though. Yeah, and keeping everything else short. You, you're expected to not allow deep passes. Deep passes favor uh, the defense. It's yes, but also that play though was a great play. It was a great play again by a great player. You yes. got two, but you have those players at your disposal. <laughs> you you have those guys. They I, should be made. Where was Cortland Sutton making the big play? But in Where the same way you're, guys? but in the same way you're saying it was the throw to Jerry and the throw to Salbert, which I would also throw in that throw to Cortland. I think it's probably also around the 15 yard, maybe in between 10 and 15, um, just because it was such a perfect throw, but. In the same way that you're saying they had two, I'm saying they had two. But I think the the defensive ones were bigger. I don't think a 15 yard catch is that big of a deal. And I'll throw in there. Well, that's you know, getting you from like the you know the th- one side of the field to the other. That was also against PJ Locke. It's true. He's there, so the backup defense was. In <laughs> no, there. it wasn't. It actually, wasn't against PJ Locke. The cut. The catch was wide open essentially because he waited for the linebacker to stop retreating and then just floated over. what i'm saying is pj Locke is in there and i think pj Locke should make the team he's played well enough but it's not it's not kareem and 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 justin that angle makes it so difficult to see who else was on the field i want to know it does it does it does make it difficult and to hank's point about justin making a superstar play there even nathaniel hackett alluded to that after practice saying he was like wow it was amazing gushing over and then said what's crazy about that that is that wasn't even his responsibility Exactly, and that's again. I just wish we could rewatch these things. I, know, I want to know yeah. where Justin was when that ball was thrown. 
I agree. I think because he was a long way away. I do too. And he just <laughs> floats over there uh-huh. so effortlessly. Um, so easy. To me, it's like n- neither of those were picks. Um, and mm-hmm. I thought the pass rush was held at bay for most parts of today. And that's a big thing for me. Like, I feel like when the defense wins a day, you can really feel it because the pass rush is all over them. They're, you know, they're not having time. And I felt like Russ did have time in a, in a lot of throws today. So. To me, it's the, the trenches. I think we're won by the offense. You can't really talk about the I, run game. Yeah, um, that's the thing, though. Is like, I agree. You can't really talk about the run game, but also, it's been two days and we haven't seen a single like pop run. Exactly. Nobody's gotten through. There have not been holes. Again, yeah. there's no pads and that changes things. Like, but. there's a lot of runs where like a de- like a defensive lineman reaches their arm out and they, you know, that's basically it's done there, yeah. and it's like, eh. In real life, Javante Williams is just like hammering that arm off of him and you know popping for six. But regardless, I don't even, I don't talk about the run game until the pads come on, and even then, I just still don't care about it that much. <laughs> it's true. Um, just because they can't, they're not tackling. Yeah. Right. And the run game is all about breaking tackles. So uh, that to me, I felt like the offense won the trenches in the pass game, and moved the ball well, and had a couple big plays. The defense did a good job of keeping stuff in front of them, um, but didn't have any turnovers or sacks or anything like that so i'll boil it down for ryan if you like four yard completions oh my god vote for the offense if you don't if you like defense keeping everything in front of them vote for the defense if you like moving the ball (laughs) perfect throws even the throw to Cortland, i think is probably a perfect throw it it was a really good throw i mean it hit both Cortland's hands yeah Um, it was incredible like it's back shoulder too like, yeah. it's deciding where to put that. And you see Sertan as a step out in front. Like, just to drop that in right behind, It's that's a decision that the quarterbacks in the past would not have been able to make. I think we need to hit the Russ, Russ rometer It's the ride-ometer. The ride-ometer. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Is it stopping? That's right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a three. So, I... This is what's funny about this, is our perspectives frame everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday, I thought Russ was left a lot to write home, or left a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. I co- combined yeah. two, uh, two phrases there. Hey, Demarcus. Um, <laughs> I just didn't feel anything from him. There wasn't anything that got me excited. Obviously, today, there was a lot more. So yesterday, I was like, that's a two. And if it would have been, then I would have been fine with saying, okay, today is a step above that. That's a three. But today, to me, was definitely a step above yesterday. So I was like, I want a four today. But then our scale is only five, which (laughs) is uh, problematic in itself because it doesn't give us that much wiggle room. It's like a four on this scale, unfortunately, is like close to perfect. Right? No, no. Russ wasn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. What I'm saying is if you give him a four, you're saying like that's one notch away from a perfect day. Yeah. Yeah. So we couldn't really do that. Yeah. I think I would have settled for a three and a half if that existed on the on the scale and said sure. it was better than yesterday. It's, yeah. It wasn't in the great. I agree. I, I I agree, and that's why you have to watch the show to know all the little uh, uh-huh. aspects that go into this. It's tough to tell the difference between yesterday and today, like like just to compare those two because they're doing so much red zone yesterday, yeah. and not nearly as much today. So yesterday was like what four touchdowns and a couple interceptions. Yeah. Today there's none of these zero touchdowns yeah. zero interceptions yep. yeah 
Except for the ones that Russ threw on air. He threw like a hundred in a row at the end of the <laughs> Those practice. so good. One note I do have on that little exercise they were doing at the end of practice, which was fascinating to watch yeah. just a, what a perfectionist Russ is. He's basically telling them, like, put your hands in this exact window and that's where the ball will be. And one after another it was. But while he's doing that, the twos and threes continued to play, mm-hmm. continued to work. So, like, practice was kind of over with the Sertan play. And then they went back and ran a few more plays. Russ takes the the ones mm-hmm. over with him to do that. And why it's notable is because with him, there was only one tight end. And that was Alberto. And I think that's notable. Mm, I like that. And actually, practice for the ones is over right after that Pat Sertan play. And then what Nathaniel Hackett does is he's let, he lets the vets go and sign autographs right then. They can go into the locker room. And I like that Russ was the one to bring those guys over mm-hmm. and work a little more. And then By what the way, Nath- Russ signed every autograph again today. Huge. Man of the people. Love it. Uh, and then what Nathaniel Hackett does is he brings the twos and threes and fours and fives over to get more reps because in practice, and which I, what I like is they don't get as many reps as the ones. And mm-hmm. we've seen some coaches kind of split it evenly. No, 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 no. The one should be getting way more reps than the backup. So I like that Nathaniel Hackett doesn't waste practice time with that, but then he still gets some of the reps after. I like it too. Uh, in middle school, that was called the fifth quarter. What? Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. They did that? In my league, they did. It was after the game. Sometimes they did it before. It was still called the fifth quarter. After the game, they would run a whole other quarter just for the backups. Oh, man. Wow. You don't want to be <laughs> no, on that. You wow. I really wanted to be the quarterback of that group. Um, okay. But since I wasn't like mm-hmm. on the depth chart at quarterback, I wasn't yeah, able to. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Jumping back to that, Russell Wilson, like when he's showing him the footwork and all that stuff, it reminds me of Vaughn like three years ago. Like when he's going through with, at that point it was Bradley Chubb and just like the hand placement and just showing like those little tiny details of like how those things work. Like that's, that's the value. One of the values of having guys like that. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable just watching him and the cool thing about him doing it over in my end zone is uh, (laughs) I can hear him. I can like hear what he's saying to those guys. And it's really fascinating just to watch him. He's, I mean, he, he could be wide receivers coach. Mm -hmm. because he's coaching those guys through the entire thing like no one else is there he's telling them exactly what to do and because he has his own wide receivers coach just in case he decides to switch positions (laughs) he's prepared and one thing you want to be prepared for is a colorado golf association raffle let's go because they are giving away some awesome prizes they're giving the dream golf vacation raffle with prizes including wailea blue cup blue golf course in maui whistling straits and naples golf tour and palm beach golf tour as well as a five thousand dollar gift card to bandon dunes it is so cool so many cool prizes another cool part of it is the benefits and proceeds go to two really cool groups so check them out over at coloradogolf.com to get your tickets today and you guys better stop laughing when i'm doing ad reads <laughs> you can have this one. <laughs> oh, can i yeah you can i appreciate nice the you. gift um yeah a colorado rugby the american raptors uh they are playing games. By the way, American Raptors Love snubbed it. from our best to ever wear it graphic. Oh, wow. wow. Gotta get some wow. raps in there. Weren't a lot of... You know, everyone. Yeah, was. everyone was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a joke about how much people are complaining about that you didn't include this team or you didn't include this guy. It's Also, a big I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening to this who thought this too. It's fine. Um, 87 on that graphic is not Jordan Taylor. It is Lionel Taylor. Oh, damn. Oh. But how important Jordan was to Peyton? I, some people get, like, 
Some people were so mad about that. They're like, Jordan Sunshine Taylor over Ed McCaffrey. You guys are idiots. And I was like, I was no. like, do I have the energy to defend this to every person? Turns out I didn't. I just sent out a general tweet. Lionel Taylor led the AFL in catches for five out of the first six years of the league's existence. Insane. Insane. Crazy numbers. And, and he's just forgot about. Yep. I mean, it's the 60s. What else yeah. happened? Yeah. Well, so he, moon so he had, landing, JFK. Big, big time. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure people are forgetting about the 60s. I, all I can think about is like Broncos burned the uniforms. Yeah, huh. Like That's all that comes to me. Okay. No, no other teams in Denver at the time. Well, at the time, there were no American Raptors because the American Raptors are a new team. They play out at uh, Infinity Park in Glendale. That's where the U.S. national team trains. The idea is to take athletes from other sports, teach them how to play rugby, and in theory, come up with a bunch of guys who can actually play on that national team. Um, cool program, fun games. You can go over to their website and get free tickets to those games. Uh, and make sure you're tuning in with Colton Strickler on the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast and following along with all of his written content uh, at the DNVR as well. We got some breaking news, some smaller breaking news happening right now. Uh, Mike Kliss has just reported that Brittany... Brittany Bolin <laughs> has informed the Broncos employees last month that she is stepping down and away from the Broncos to let the new ownership in. Lame. Yeah. So it truly is the end of the Bolin era. That sucks. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. It does. Um, because I, I thought that there was going to be that piece that was still there um, and maybe keeping some things at Bolin way, but I think Brittany knows just, you know, $4.6 billion. That's just going to buy whatever they want for sure yeah and i just hope this this happened in like a nice way um i don't believe anyone ever steps down um so i just That's like fair. i'm like oh, i hope this wasn't like a i just hope it was amicable yeah, yeah. where they're like hey look like new, these new people are coming in like they want to hire their own staff i hope right. you understand you know right. we we love you right but you just never know yeah you, you don't it, it, it's a good point so um sad times but also very exciting uh mm -hmm. to what is to come um ryan do we need to hit any uh of your little uh odd games for this um yeah we could do observations um first one here i have actually I only have one today um this is something that no one else saw which isn't necessarily true people other people saw this but no one else in the media saw this for sure okay. um as brandon mcmanus is kicking field goals First of all, this isn't an observation, but he hit a 65-yarder. Um, that was not – that was by himself, right? Yes, off yeah, the tee. Yeah. Um, there's this guy just ye yelling at Brandon McManus. Like, first of all, he sends his kid over to where the ball is landing. Um, and he's just yelling – or not yelling at Brandon McManus, yelling at the guy who goes up there to catch the balls. Yeah. Let the kids catch them. <laughs> oh what are you God. doing? Oh Let the kids have some fun. <laughs> like, his kid's name is like – Jacob or something. He's like, Jacob, get in there. Get in there. Oh, my God. And I was like, dude, you know what happened the last time they let that happen? Is the kid broke his arm. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they had to, like, give him a care package. Yep, so they they're not doing that anymore. No way. They're going uh, uh, to let the equipment team do that. They say no free lunch, no free care package. <laughs> that is very <laughs> true. I did not catch that one. One thing, and I'm, I'm really going to take this at the observation part, not something that no one else saw because a lot of people saw this. Nuggets former general manager Tim mm, Connolly was at the Denver Broncos practice and 
just the whole time I was like, this is so odd. This yeah. is weird. Yeah. Dude, you don't really belong here anymore. No, you made your choice. You have to go watch Kirk yeah. Cousins now. <laughs> That's what you true. signed up for. <laughs> I assume I saw him talking with George Payton, so they must have created a relationship. Yeah. Um, Tim obviously still has a house here, I'm sure, so he's in town. Um, the hard thing is, like, Tim Connolly is awesome. Yeah. Um, he was like so cool to us specifically, mm-hmm. um, just great at what he did. And this is just like shows how much I just, all I care about is Colorado sports. Like I can't even like have good feelings about him anymore. Exactly. And and that's how the, that's the, the frame that I was looking through it is man, nearly all the people sitting on the Hill are Nuggets fans too. And you just burned them. You just left. And I understand yeah. why he left. And oh, he's yeah. the freaking part owner yeah, of an organization right now. But he still left them. And now he's on the sidelines getting more access than the fans that are up there. And I did hear him talking uh, that he is friends with George Payton. Uh, and he even mentioned that he's friends with Nathaniel Hackett. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny because like at, on a personal level, great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the right thing for him and his family. <laughs> All of those things, and in my heart, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't not yep. be yeah. like, "Oh, you're a traitor." It's not time to reminisce about the glory days. Like yeah. in 30 years, we can do that. Right. <laughs> right now, get your ass up to the border and go oh go watch God. Kirk Cousins and Kellen Mond. You don't get to come back for this. This isn't for you. Uh, yeah, Russell. You don't get Russell. Wilson no, this anymore. is not your thing. Did no. you Did you speak in the Vikings? Do you see what their general manager said about um, Kirk Cousins? He he was talking about how laser focused he is, and he said Kirk Cousins is zero dark LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, okay, that was a thing that LeBron did. Oh, was um, it? Okay, okay. Yeah, right after oh. zero dark thirty. Right. Came yes, out, yes. Yes. That's what. <laughs> right before the playoffs, LeBron. Who oh my god. Maybe has the worst tweets in professional oh, sports. Is it <laughs> tweet? Tweeted out like I'm going zero dark twenty three. Oh right! And that was his way of saying he's not. Go- he's going off social right, right. media. Oh my god! He was comparing to like a, a the highest level military mission like ever. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's, that's superstars view themselves differently. They sure do. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. lack context. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what was another one? I mean, LeBron's tweets are so good to look back on. Like the, the best one was this year. Yeah, the keep that same energy tweet yeah oh, yeah never gets old <laughs> we did you sucked yep i've got an observation actually i've got two. First one melvin gordon's left-handed which is probably a thing you guys know a lot of players are left-handed yeah yeah it's so just weird when you see him throw it yeah i was just watching him throw balls and my first thought was wow he has a terrible arm like you'd think like spending that much time around footballs like it just doesn't look right and i was like wait he's left-handed maybe too. he mm-hmm. has a terrible arm because he's actually right-handed he's just throwing ah, left-handed for funsies i thought so and that's why i watched but it's like six throws one of them underhand all left hand who knows the real observation though after stretches today there was a massive bathroom break it was unbelievable <laughs> guys were just flowing in there um you're gonna name people off who went to the bathroom. Wow. Albert <laughs> Montrell Washington. Are we crossing um, the line here? OG, Potentially. Uh, OJ Mudia, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby, uh Kwan Williams was there, Tyree Cleveland was there, Corliss Waitman was there. On the way out, not a person. OJ just yelled, God damn, and Jerry Judy looked at him and he said, Everybody got a pee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going Print on. Print the there. shirts. 
But I was st- I was standing next to the bathroom yesterday, and there's like two people. And I remember like joking around, like we're ten minutes in the practice. Like who didn't see this coming today? Just a flood. Henry at the clubs, they're not going to the bathroom when that's uh, happening in the I bathroom. Know. That's why I felt <laughs> safe saying it here. Everybody got to pee. Um, but you do know pee. what they had for breakfast, right? Eggs, bean and cheese burritos, baby. Oh. <laughs> I um, I will say this: they are doing walkthroughs before practice now mm. uh, and i'm oh. i didn't quite get a sense is that a is that russ organized or that, is that the actual walkthrough like are they still doing afternoon walkthroughs oh uh, they're doing night walkthroughs let these guys go home <laughs> um no, I talked they, to Eric. Also, they can't go home they got to go to a hotel that's true they're also doing morning walkthroughs with russ yep and i just wonder if that throws off your your pee schedule you know you got to do a morning yeah. walkthrough uh. And all of a sudden, like you're, it just run, you know, things are running into each other, and you just don't have time for your in between practice pee. That's the thing I'm most concerned about in my mornings. My routine gets bumped around for scheduling purposes. Is is my pee schedule? Mm. Because I chug water, so I got to make sure that I'm on the right schedule. Gonna be around the bathroom when I need to. For me, it's like sometimes you know you get a tea time. It's a long drive, like going out to the Valley of Fun. It's like an hour drive. Well, I'm gonna drink my morning coffee on the way to the golf course because like it's early tea time. Right. And that can cause some complications. Yeah, yeah it certainly <laughs> could. It can cause some complications. <laughs> Eric Saubert, I actually asked him about those walkthroughs today. And he said that like some quarterbacks that he's been with have done it and others haven't. Which means like the Jags, the Bears, the Raiders, the Patriots, the Falcons. Like Matt Derek Ryan, Carr. Tom Brady absolutely did. Derek Carr probably. Derek Carr. And then the bad ones probably not. Yeah. And I and guess that, the Broncos. That stuff not. always blows me away. Like. As a quarterback, aren't you looking around the league and just being like, everything they do, I also have to do. It's almost like exactly. when you're in Broncos media and you're like, yeah, everyone just shows up early for things. I guess I do now too. <laughs> yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. Um, I just remember the hard knocks when Tyrod Taylor was getting to the facility like hours before Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the coach pulled him aside and was like, hey, bro, you, you have to start getting here at the same <laughs> yeah. time. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't shouldn't every quarterback be like oh russell wilson does yeah. pre-practice walkthroughs i guess i have to do that now too 100 percent, absolutely crazy shall we hop into the people and talk to them yes anything we need to get to in the comment section uh no super chats today. any good comments no shout out shout out the comment section you guys have been great today so just so you guys know we love involving the comment section in the show mm-hmm. um and in this transition studio that we're in right now, we don't yet have a monitor mounted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's harder for us to see what you guys are saying. So don't think we're ignoring you. We definitely want to get you guys more involved. Hopefully we have a monitor up there uh, shortly. And that way we can see the chat as it's coming in and be like, oh, oh, good right. comment from Jose or whoever it is that yep. day. Um, so just want you guys to know we're not ignoring you. We love you. So shout out to all of you. And let's hop into the comment section over at ddnvr.com. First one coming in from Denver Rivals. He says, hey, guys, just want to let everyone know about our Danville Rivals happy hour taking place on August 4th to celebrate the end of the 2022 season. 2022 season. I feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> Green Valley Ranch Beer Garden from 6 to 830. Having the DNVR fam check out the program in person while sharing a drink with some fellow football heads. You're not allowed great. to copy and paste this every day. You've got to change it up. <laughs> he says, I know this comment might not make it in today's pod. I think we actually made it in yesterday's pod oh, okay. and today's pod. Yeah, so no wonder it felt like a copy and paste. Uh, oh, Denver right. Rivals, the, he talks about the Rockies and Chris Bryant, yeah, and I yeah. said, no, no, no. Yeah, Denver Rivals, make sure to listen to the full pod because we did talk about this yesterday. Yep. Next one's from Big Hank Stan, who's actually Big Zach Stan in this oh. comment. Uh oh. The Z Man Triumph. 
A scout for the Browns they called Zach correctly knew that Rodgers was whack. <laughs> From his Jeopardy show to his hurt little toe, he proclaimed him so rightly a hack. <laughs> beautifully, beautifully written, Big Hank Stan. I thought he was saying that you were on Jeopardy. Oh, that would you, be something. You could have been. I had a friend who uh, was on Je- Kids Jeopardy. Wow. Yeah. Is he smart? He is. I bet and he You're is. also smart, so. Uh, I don't know about it. I would need small words. What do you mean? Like, oh, am I not the host of Jeopardy? I'm no, on Jeopardy. No, you're just on. You're <laughs> oh, a competitor. Oh, okay, okay. If it's sports related, I, I could play a little bit. All right. I feel like you were taking more than sports classes at DU. Yeah, that's true. Racking up a 4.0. <laughs> Probably. Uh, next one's from Mark Shippers, who says, Hi, guys. Long time, no comment. Still have been listening daily. Just wanted to say, go Denver and go DNVR. I also stopped by Dove Valley last week and headed to the mountains on vacation. Took a picture with Steve and talked to Troy a little bit. He's on first name basis. <laughs> Steve Atwater and Troy Rank. And he's just stopping by the facility and seeing just swinging by for, to see the boys. Hey, Steve, I'm going to be in town next week. <laughs> really, really nice guys. He says, just as nice as you, uh, RK. And I talked to in a tanked Hank Ooh, at the Hank. tailgate. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Probably. Um, I went to back in 2019. Still need to meet Zach. We'll get there some way. Thanks for all the coverage, Mark in Kansas. Okay, two things. One is, I, he said they're as nice as us. I don't believe that. Steve Atwater is as nice as us. <sighs> Troy, Troy Rank is very a, nice as well. I got to say. He's a hitter. But also, we skipped the second half of the Hank Stan comment. Oh, so when you name your your oh. username Hank Stan, you get special treatment. Yeah. No, huh? I'm just saying. Wow. You got to stick up for him. Okay. Well, he says, I'm here to say that Wilson will advance deeper to the playoffs this season than that creepy media darling. In, you think he's a media darling? In Cheeseville. <laughs> and ask uh, what one of you all's most surprising player you've been delightfully wrong about over hmm. the years. Someone that you thought would straight suck and actually ended up being rad. It's all the other way around for me. Oh, like people I thought that would be good that ended up sucking. What about Justin Herbert? Never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Hank, you mentioned one. The other one that pops into my mind, and it's not delightfully. It's Patrick Mahomes. I thought oh, he was going to be a yeah. gunslinger of all gunslingers. I thought, yeah, he can throw for 5,000 yards. He can throw, I didn't think, 50 touchdowns. He could throw 40 touchdowns, but he's going to accompany that with 24 interceptions, and it's yep. just going to be the true gunslinger. Obviously, I was wrong about the interception. I uh, I was wrong about Josh Allen. I figured. I thought we were just talking about Broncos. That's oh. why I said I don't uh, have any. I have oh, plenty okay. of draft guys, but you yeah. can keep going about Josh Allen. I was <laughs> wrong about him too. Yeah. yeah, I thought you know if you can't complete fifty percent of your passes in JUCO, then how are you going to be an NFL quarterback? I mean, boy, so was he I was wrong. Still in the fifties at Wyo. Yes, he? he was. Yeah. He was. Which was a big step forward from the 48% oh in Juco. Josh Allen is the exception of all jo- of yeah. he exceptions. Is, he is, he don't, is. Be, yeah. don't beat yourself up too much. I appreciate that. Same I take my back. I would say the same <laughs> thing about Justin Herbert. <laughs> 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 all right. Next one here from Denver Rivals again. Thanks for the love and spreading the word about association. I hope I can fix my first comment. If not, (laughs) (laughs) this is here to say my bad on practically commenting the same thing from yesterday. This is some character development. Uh, I'm hoping the association can work out a deal to get us in this year's training camp. It's been a while since I've last been. 
will actually be a fun camp. What are some of y'all's favorite training camp memories? I've been working on my DNVR theme song submission, Woo-hoo-hoo! and we'll hopefully have a hot track for y'all up soon. Uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for sharing the love, uh, and I hope Denver Rivals and DNVR can do something special together once the remodel is all wrapped up. I love mm. it, Denver Rivals. Okay, some training camp moments. You always have the training camp darlings, and he even mm. got mentioned on the pod earlier. But Jordan, Jordan Taylor, Taylor, I mean, yeah. for was it three straight years or just two straight years that he was an absolute training camp darling? I just saw this the other day, and like I had forgotten how epic it was. I saw the play start rolling and i was like oh yeah this is the one jordan taylor makes a really cool catch it's like a 10 out of 10 yeah. catch yeah and he was just doing crazy stuff he like was. that like he, he, he basically obj's it like yeah. one-handed falling back um and so yeah he he was fun to follow I'm trying to think of like when i think of training camp and this is kind of sad but i just think of you and me in our little uh, tent just like cranking out podcasts yeah yep, yep. and like the music would start blaring <laughs> in our ears like that's like my definition of training camp we're yep. there like two hours before practice the sprinklers are on and no we're recording wonder podcasts. training camp felt so like the actual yeah. practice itself is because guys would start floating out on the field about an hour before and we were there about an hour before that so you're right that's a really good it just doesn't feel like a grind yet and it's because we were just there on the field for four or five hours it's so true and additionally like back then training camp to me was a month long and Mm -hmm. like this year is the first time i said it's like man like a couple more days that's what it feels like to me right now right like it just goes by so fast now back then we were there i mean especially when i lived in that area i just wouldn't leave Cause like you don't have to worry about traffic or anything like right. So I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna hang out. I would be there from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every so day. True. It's so true. It's nice to have a breakup. It is. I'll it's say. Well, the way For we have sure. it mu- now is much better. <laughs> next one coming in from Wabo. Nope. Okay. Nope. It's not. <laughs> um, next one coming in from Weibo. There you go. Hey, he says, "Howdy, boys. <laughs> Hank." Perhaps you remember that one thing you saw during practice if you had a notebook to write it down in. Great point, Weibo. Which leads me to my suggestion for RK's Gruden Grinder, RK's Notable Player of the Day, or the RK Special Player of the Day. Thanks for the great coverage. I like the Notable Player today. Uh, I'm trying to rebrand as Notepad RK for training camp, Um, so that fits in pretty well. Um, Um, Speaking speaking of... uh, of the RK notebook. Someone reached out to me on Twitter, and I don't remember who, I'm sorry, but said, uh, you are RK-ick. Ah, wow. heard that's that a good one. one. I've heard that one before. It's going to take you like five training camps to fill that notebook. Oh, yeah. I actually, yesterday was two pages of notes. Today, we pared it down to just one. <laughs> mostly because I was like, I, it's really hard. I can't get a tweet out on something and take a note on it. I have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, See, when you use the phone, you can tweet it, then copy the tweet and throw it in the notes. That's good. I can also just use my Twitter feed as a secondary notepad. Okay, but then uh, you have two different things. It is. It's a lot. But I, there's just something about okay. putting okay. pen to pad. As, as long as we're admitting, you know, it's you like the scent of the ink and it's a little more difficult. Yep. Okay. Smell of... Yep. Dead trees. Oh, um, you love work. that. You're a big advocate for that it's all the time. 100%. I love advocating for dead trees. The, the thing about this is this tree was already killed. I didn't buy this. I I found it. Oh, so like I didn't around? even support the tree killing wow. business. Okay, kind of well, like good. recycling. It, it, it is. That's what it is. And now you're part of the grass killing community by sitting on the hill. New observation. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how this just came into my head. 
a kid, a kid was trying to get Russell Wilson's autograph. And like, when I say he does every autograph, he does the front row, mm-hmm. you know, and just goes mm-hmm. down it. So like yeah. a kid wasn't able to get in there. He had a Russell Wilson poster oh, that he wanted to get signed by Russell Wilson, wasn't able to, and ripped it up in a fit of rage. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That won't get it signed. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Crazy to think about. If Russell Wilson just hadn't signed those autographs today, he'd have one more fan. He's yep. probably a Seahawks fan now. Yep. This kid. I couldn't Poor believe kid. what I was watching. I was like, I was just looking at the parents like, you guys screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, can't you just run around to where he's going to be in like three minutes and get up to the front of the rope? I there? think he gave up after like Russ left. Oh, okay. Man, that's tough. Feel yeah. bad for that kid. I feel bad for the. Mm, nope. No, I don't. No. Okay. The it's attitude is like you just. Uh, you probably didn't like it was a karmaic thing. Right. Right. He deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> Next one from Nev. Oh, to answer the question, the notable player of oh, okay, the day, yes. Jonas Griffith. Okay. Yeah. Good. I yep. like it. And then if you want to go deeper, dark horse, I I saw at least two nice plays from Jaquan McMillan. Hey, uh, that's yes. very deeper uh, dark yes. horse. I like it. I like it. Never never been to Denver. Says, gentlemen, your call out for five for more five-star reviews on iTunes has been answered. Let's go. Just left my second review for you Let's fine go. lads. I must admit it's a pretty cool it's pretty cool to be classified as an OG from the BSN days. I remember AJ being a mainstay. Just want to give a shout out to all the international fans, especially those from Aussie and New Zealand. We should th- we should dedicate even <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell is OZ? Um, Australia. Australia. Exactly. Australia? Yep, yep, wow. Yep. Uh, he says we should have some dedication, even though many like myself have never been to Colorado. It's on the bucket list, though. No question. Just getting amongst it. Love your work. Shout out to you for giving us a five-star review. Shout out mm-hmm. to our guy Brian Head for giving us another five-star review as well, and everyone that's chiming in. Yes, keep them coming in, please. More five-star reviews. Drown out the haters. I'm yep. still shook about OZ being an abbreviation for Australia. Australia. <laughs> Australia. From Big Tony. My boys. Yes, E is one of the letters. All right, we're off to a good start. Okay. Four, one of 14. Ooh, Anyways. Like it's all one word. Well, should we get our guess in right now? Yeah, but Big Tony, we need... You got to break up the two words for us. Doesn't want to give us too much. Wow. Um, what do we go with? Vowels? I was thinking S. I could take an S. Okay. I think a vowel would be a decent... Yeah, S. Yeah, let's go S. Tony, Big Tony. Go on S. S. Anyways, my question of the day is Javante must have uh, is Javante a must have in fantasy this year? Is Melvin? I'm too good for OTAs. Gordon <laughs> going to be a pest for Pookie wow. owners. I have J Dub in my fantasy le- in my dynasty league, but have offered a trade of Javante plus Herbert for Najee plus the eighth pick. No way. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you're you're giving up Javante and Herbert for Najee in the eighth pick? I wouldn't do that. Not in a no, million years. No. And this is Dynasty? Yeah, no way. Uh, keep in mind, this is an A-team league, and the likes of Burrow, Jackson, and Hertz should all be available at eight to replace Herbert. Oh, it's the beginning of a Dynasty league. Interesting. Wait, what? How do you I'm already confused. have players? might yeah. be a Keeper league, what? too. Maybe. Keeper, Dynasty? Okay, but that's well, not Dynasty. Najee no, and keeper Jackson leagues are different than Dynasty and Herbert. <laughs> is basically a question. No also, avoid the Broncos backfield this year from your resident fantasy guy. Yeah. Yeah, I would not. I wouldn't take Melvin or Javante. I think Melvin's oh, no. too good for OTAs and too good to be kept off the field. <laughs> yep, Hackett I did agree. say yeah. today when he was asked, I think, was it Troy Rank who asked? like Nice uh, guy. Nice, nice famously guy. <laughs> nice as us, I guess. But uh, 
that makes me kind of not nice. Um, he asked something like, how do you decide like who's going to go out there first? And, and Hackett basically said, like, yeah, Javante's going to be out there first. Melvin's going to be plenty of rest. We're going to need both of them. But the, he did have that little bit of a hint in there about Javante. Really? I didn't pick that up. Yeah. I'd, I, I'll see uh, if I can find the line. Man, yeah, I, I would love it. I, th- I've, I felt like it was just very noncommittal. And that's, I think, what we're going to have from, uh, from Nathaniel Hackett. This is a great bit for me to do. So he says, also, can we start a GoFundMe to help Casa Benito buy number 11 from Josh Johnson? seeing him in 42 is an absolute eyesore that is all big tony out i couldn't agree more i keep waiting for him to go over with uh, brandon mcmanus and start snapping him balls um so what do you guys think i do a little video content <clears throat> talk to josh johnson see what the price would be and then go over to nick benito and see if he's uh... oh yes yes um There's do you no... end it with like or should nick just wait till you get cut Ooh, definitely not that. Okay, okay, not that. Um, I wonder if he would be like offended just by the thought. I think he I'm would. A little worried about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I maybe wouldn't. Yeah, that sounds like it would be fun. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, so here's the thing. Nick Benito looked sick wearing number eleven in college. No one even remembers when you went to college. <laughs> oh my god, you're so old. Do you even remember going to college? How many teams does he play for? Thirteen. That is insane. Eleven, thirteen. He's been in the crazy. league thirteen years impressive yep i i actually have a ton of respect for him he's also like kind of shifty back there yeah he is making some plays with his feet today yeah if we were doing scoreboard he would be the one who got the one point today not brett i agree (laughs) i agree uh you want to get the next one coming in from bronc oilers i believe this rounds us out says hey guys i've got to say one of my favorite things so far has been being able to hear russ speak after practice i'm not sure if there's another player or coach in the league that is so articulate and espouses so much wisdom each and every presser and denver we hear so much about the standard and the expectation of excellence and i don't think i've seen a broncos quarterback not even Manning or Elway that just exudes excellence in the way he does. He's really the perfect piece to round out the stellar Broncos leadership trinity of Peyton Hackett and Wilson. Also, I love how when asked first about first day nerves, he simply says straight faced, I don't get nervous. Inject that quarterback energy into my veins, please. Lastly, was also cool to hear that Judy was in the quarterback meeting room just to learn and be a fly on the wall. Glad to hear that the Russell effect is rubbing off and hoping he figures out the drops skis in time let's ride and one more thing about judy nathaniel hackett today said judy has blown him away and he's loved the way that he's been preparing that's awesome and a lot of people try to like downplay your tweet about him uh doing that and jumping in the film room um with the quarterbacks i think it's i've never even heard of that before yeah i I love it huge i love it can only help yeah absolutely i Uh, did a little bit of research uh so the broncos sent out the quotes from the press conference and in the quote, they throw in a couple of parentheses, uh, parentheses that meant things that I don't remember. I'm basically saying like whether Javante's in there first, like they throw a weather in there and that stuff. I pulled up the audio and he says, Javante's going to, Javante goes in there first. Melvin, he does some good things too. But in the quotes they sent uh, out, yeah. you know, a little bit more of a hedge. You're learning every day. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> something new. I thought I was crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah. I like that you, uh, that's, that's called journalism. What you just did. <laughs> I just did. Well, well how was the question phrase though? Um, because maybe oh, that plays the quotes. It. Maybe the, yeah, <laughs> you can't go to the no. quotes for that. Vinebacks are both doing such a good job. They all do a couple things different. No, the question. It's cut out. Javante goes in there first. Melvin, I mean, to me, Hey, you want to get them both the ball. 
quite a bit. No, 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 but the question. The question's not there. It's not in the video. Oh, you got to go to the Broncos feed and find the whole video. Ah, see, that's not full journalism, Mm -mm. Henry. Damn. He said what he said. Small J journalism. (laughs) He said what he said. Devontae goes in there first. Um, Real quick, Zach. I heard Henry say, I loved it. What did you think of uh, Russ's I don't get nervous quote? Um, It was different. I'll tell you that. And the way it's different, (laughs) Russ gives... Um, his answers, if you're watching on YouTube, they're this long Mm -hmm. when you type them out. This was four words. I don't get nervous. Good guess. With a period. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. I threw that Uh, into the column, too. That's the one short one. That is... uh, do I believe it? Is that what you're asking? I just want to know your what feeling you had when you heard that. Um, a little serial killer uh, <laughs> in, in, in him, but also that's what you want in a quarterback. Exactly. Uh, that's absolutely what you want in the fourth quarter. And I asked Nathaniel Hackett about that today, if that's a common trait of quarterbacks that he's been around, and he couldn't have just gone further away from the question at all uh just saying how quarterbacks are all different and you love that about him and he's still trying to figure out russ um but i honestly thought it was like the softball for nathaniel hackett to either be like of only the great ones and russ has it or like russ is the only one so my first reaction i kind of rolled my eyes fair Um, yep yep yep. (laughs) um my second thing though is like especially after watching practice today i think he was nervous yesterday um, he just looks in infinitely more comfortable today, I thought. And maybe that was because the pass protection was better. But I just thought today he was just like out there playing football. Yesterday maybe was a little tight. Uh, maybe I'm reading in too much. Um, but I, what I will say this is I think nervousness is one of those things that you can control internally. And so if you tell yourself I don't get nervous enough times, you will yeah. quell your nerves. That's why I'm not ticklish. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. <laughs> no, no um, you just say it enough. You believe it. I, I'm a big believer in speaking things into existence, and I think you can do it with that too. It's you, true. With like physical thing like, like that. When I, I go to, so. if I go to a haunted house, I have to unwind a thing where I'm like, I don't get scared. Because I'm like, oh. if I just go through this being like, I don't get scared, this isn't going to be fun at all. I see. I go in saying, oh, I get scared easy. And then I just get terrified. Yeah. Oh, that's more fun. Man. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Do you guys get nervous? Yeah. Huh. I don't put myself in oh many nerve-wracking situations. I just situations. rolled my eyes when he said that. So yeah, I guess I mean, my first reaction to Russ was rolling the eyes. Yeah. I get nervous. But I don't know when. Like, my heart rate goes up when I stand over an eagle putt. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can feel that. Or like, you know, yeah. a putt to win the hole or anything like that. Like, it's not like nervous, like shaking out of your boots, but like your your heart rate changes. You might like, you know, feel a little sweaty palms. I, I've been thinking, and I might need to start like climbing mountains or something. Like, I just, I got... I'm not. I need to. Something? Yeah, I need to put myself in situation <laughs> to be nervous. I feel I'm like trying, I'm a nervous guy. Why am I never nervous? Nervous to like ask a girl out. Right. I've had the woman for a year. You can't even remember past this <laughs> the past year. <laughs> yeah. No, before that. Nervous to like no. make the first move. Right. Uh, You're lying. <laughs> no, no, I know I'm, I'm a nervous man. So, I know so that. Have, have you had nerves in the past 48 hours going to Broncos oh. for the first time? Oh. Doing anything like that? I, I'm trying to think. 
I feel like I have. I feel like I have. Definitely did. There's but no, I don't know not, exactly not these when. past forty eight hours. But in Hank's Your situation, ones, yeah. absolutely. Like I would have thought, like asking a question would be the moment. But there, that isn't one. Like I, I met that, a lot of the people. Yeah. Even to this day, sometimes when I'm about to ask a question, yeah. the heart rate yeah. goes up a little bit. I'm like, I've had don't, that. Don't fuck this yeah, up. see you. I, I definitely had that. Yeah. Point. yeah. It's easy don't to get a see. cream Jackson. Oh man, I know all too well. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, have you guys gotten over that? Double deuce. I don't know. We bond by the number. So. <laughs> yeah, we put a, should have put Zach Stevens on the graphic. Yeah. Um, well, I I had a good ending to the show, but then I got too nervous and I oh, forgot. Fair. That was a good ending. Uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out on YouTube. Hit us with a five-star review on iTunes. That would mean a lot. And uh, hit us with your viewership tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Take you back.